Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Ellie And... Tyler, I'm legally required to be here, Hymans. <laughs> you cannot leave ever. <laughs> Must show up for each episode. Well, thank you all for being here tonight. Um, every week we're looking forward to this uh, time with our listeners. And uh, hopefully you can uh, share us your thoughts on this time as well. Yeah, send us an email, sequelrights at gmail.com, or you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sequel Rights, and we're on YouTube as well. You search for Sequel Rights channel. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, share on out on social media what your favorite episode is. Expand our listening network. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, either way is a great way to spread the word about our podcast. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, we are not alone this week. We may be social distancing yet again, but we have a special <laughs> guest with us. Elis, who is here with us this week? Yeah, um, we have known each other since we were like, I don't know, eight. And we're basically family. And uh, she is a microbiologist for a public health organization. So we are going straight to the source to bring you accurate information here. And uh, it's my friend, Leslie Dominguez. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Leslie. Oh, thank you so much. Can't wait to pick your brain about uh, necrotizing fascists. Uh, fasci- <laughs> fasci- <laughs> 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 I was like, you the fascist, <laughs> fascist ne- necrotizing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, um, we are back this week with the Cabin Fever franchise, talking about Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. So why don't you all pull up your punch bowls, take a sip, and join us <laughs> at prom. I don't want to get sick. I don't want any of us getting sick. The water coming out of here is bad news. Hey, do you want to go to prom with me? I don't know. It's the last few weeks of high school, and I just figure it might be the kind of thing that we regret not having done. Please go go prom with me. Maybe I'll meet you there. That's awesome. I mean, that actually works better for me. It is time to announce the prom king and the prom queen. Everybody dies at prom. <laughs> Which is not in the spring. No. Let's be clear. Kind of is. Yeah, maybe. I guess it could be, yeah. No. Yeah, it would be right around, like, right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Didn't you see John Summer. Krasinski's virtual prom? Summer, Tyler? you're out of school. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That was, like, multiple weeks ago, the virtual prom. Oh. Anyways, midwinter fever is not a phrase, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh boy. Um well and this movie is not even a phrase, nor is it a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at the end of uh last week's episode, um I made some hint about seeing who the director was for this movie, and I was like, um pretty excited. Uh before it's a director that Justin and I like, uh, but yeah. his wishes of this movie is that the director of this film is Alan Smithy. Oh yeah, and Tyler, what does that tell tell the people who might not know uh, what what where that comes from? Well, 
Alan Smithy is a moniker uh, for directors who are so ashamed of what has been either cut together or the result of their efforts. It's hard to tell sometimes uh, that they're saying, I want nothing to do to the, do with this. I do not want credit on this movie. Uh, I would like this fake name to be up there. And everybody knows that this fake name uh, means that I disown this this picture. But the guild wouldn't let him do it, so his name's totally on the movie. Oh, he actually tried? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he tried. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was surprised because um, we have watched a lot of his movies at Horror Movie Night that were very good, that I enjoyed a lot. And this is Ty West we're talking about. I don't know if we mentioned his name yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. And this was not good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we'll get into it, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. This I mean, might be. Let's just like right off the top. This might be the worst movie we've watched <laughs> in the hundred plus episodes of doing this show. Yeah, I think you might be right. Honestly, um, I think it's the worst. What? Movie. What are you going to say that was about it. worse? I don't like know. Meatballs three or something. Uh, <laughs> Meatballs three had an <laughs> alien in a raincoat. No, that was Meatballs two. <laughs> I'm talking about the Meat porn Ball three was one. the one that was only on YouTube. <laughs> the one about how no means yes or whatever. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on. Anyway. Yeah, at least we could make fun of that one. I don't know about this. This movie. <laughs> so, so oh, Leslie, yeah. what was your experience with this um, this series? Okay, so I vaguely, vaguely remember watching the first Kevin Fever a long time ago, back when I was like a young freshman in high school with my brother, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> we used to watch a bunch of just garbage films at the $1 rental store when rental stores mm. were still a thing. And I remember <laughs> seeing the cover of that. I didn't realize it was number two. I heard about the remake. And mm. then it's just kind of all mixed together. And then when I watch this, I'm like, oh, wait, this feels really familiar. So I could have watched this, this, this sequel also, but I just don't remember. Cause it's <laughs> <Okay>. such a... <laughs> that would it's be crazy. A... Yeah. <laughs> So the movie it starts with the the Sean stuff, right? Or does it start with the cartoon? I can't. Remember. Uh, it starts with Paul, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Paul, whatever. Sean yeah. from Boy Meets World, uh, who is back with an unrecognizable face prosthetic that renders him <laughs> basically useless. It's so yep. weird. Uh, he gets top and, billing in this movie, like right or strong number one actor. He gets top billing, and the the thing is already in the water so yeah. like, there's no reason for yeah. him to eat like like to even be here well like yeah it's like, Tyler, it's... i guess it's just like he's the 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 infection vector for this high school i guess it's because this is a hilarious horror comedy and what happens to him is really uh. funny oh right yes that's why <laughs> duh yeah <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's 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 all it is. It's supposed to be a funny joke. Mentioned before we get into any of this, uh, as we were saying uh, uh, in 2002, that there was some things that were on the border. Uh, no, not like in retrospect, everything was distasteful about the original Cabin Fever. Uh, but there were some things where, like, ah, oh, it was 20 years ago. You know, like maybe there's some of this stuff's in a gray area. This movie takes place. This movie was released in 2009. So there is no wiggle room. None. It, it was shot Zero. in 2007 and sat on the shelf for two years, but still. Yes. Yeah. But still. <laughs> it's they, they just, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they were like, 
Yeah, people people saying those words and acting like that is just part of the franchise. We got to continue it on into the. That's just part of the cabin fever brand. I guess is a distilled. Um, Everyone's a mean asshole. Juvenile hate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where did you guys all watch this? I bought the unrated DVD. Uh, I watched it, uh, thankfully, Mike Bloomberg ad-free on 2 TV. <laughs> I also watched it on 2 TV. Leslie, where did you watch it? 2 TV. Okay. Like, I was like, I wasn't going to pay any money for yeah. it. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> but so the 2 TV, like, anyone can just go on there. Like, there's no there age check or, like, oh, yeah. log in or anything. Freaking anybody can watch this thing that is, like, past rated R. <laughs> Yeah, there is a. The, it shows everything. <laughs> yeah. In gross detail. I had to look towards my Animal Crossing game multiple times and not watch what was happening. I was like, Tyler, you weren't watching this one on the train? No. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I might. I might never get to ride a train again. No trains. <laughs> so, Leslie, I know that you have a lot of experience with water testing. And yes, so I do. If a body with a disease falls into a reservoir, will all the water be diseased? Not necessarily. What happens? Mm. It depends how decayed the body is, and where what part of the reservoir the body landed in, and if there's a facility treatment plant. Because usually, most water is treated. Okay. So if you're drinking raw river water with a dead body <laughs> floating in it. Then yeah, you deserve to get whatever sickness you have. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling Actually, telling us the people at Down Home Springwater weren't? Uh, I I now have a question that yes. that like okay, so you, you know these life straw filters? Yes. So if, if you were to stick a like this life straw filter is like <laughs> something that says that like oh yeah you can drink whatever water mm-hmm. like filter you just stick it, it in gives me life you know, like like literally like the photo of this filter is like somebody just like sucking up ponds <laughs> uh, <What? it's, laughs> uh and i have one in my earthquake kit mm-hmm. this is why i'm curious about this question mm-hmm. if, if i wanted i was like oh yeah, I want to drink some filthy river water. Is there any <laughs> consumer grade filter that makes that remotely safe? My anticipation for this answer is absolutely not. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, if you're going to be drinking filthy river water with a body floating into it, it might filter out the water, but it won't filter out any of the blood in it or any of the mm. other type of floating material in it, like fecal material. And any other, yeah, you know, it can filter some fecal material, but not all of it. Not to mention, also, depending on your water condition, you can also get amoeba. You could get that flesh-eating amoeba thing. You can get a lot of things. So, like, if there's a dead body next to you, you need to drink that water. I would suggest move, like, upstream, you know, like, 20 feet. (laughs) You know, if you're that desperate. Pure life, life straw. So while we're on this subject, I mean, (laughs) in this movie, I guess they sort of reveal what the disease is in a book. Like, what was that sign? We got to go get those books you're always talking about. Necrotizer fasciatus is actually uh, staph aureus normally, so flesh-eating bacteria. That's not really staph aureus. It's acting like a virus, like a hemorrhagic fever virus. So your Ebola's, your loss of fevers, your... Marburg viruses, the way that's being transmitted in the film. 
I watch this movie with two hats. The movie consumer hat <laughs> and the scientific epidemiologist hat. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the more severely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I'm hearing from you is that this film isn't accurate. <laughs> yeah, you know. Just, it, if they really want to really, you know, model something after that's like really terrifying, you should just stuck with the hemorrhagic fevers like Ebola and your and your loss of fevers. This was just kind of all over the place and like also the mode of transmission, like we'll get more into it as we talk about the film, the way people get infected. It's kind of all over the place. Yes. Luckily, we're, yeah. we're lucky that we live in the world where so far there's no virus or bacterial, fungal or parasitic that can have all those type of modes of transmission. So we're lucky that. <laughs> okay. It's either one or the other. It's oh, not God. every single, yeah. it's not both water, air, sexually transmitted <laughs> yeah, blood. in a yeah. pool, yeah. in a, yeah, et cetera. Coffee yeah. Room, like yeah. body fluids and everything. So. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, you know, this movie started out and I was like, uh, first of all, I, I, you know, at, at the time I thought, oh, that Rider Strong thing, he, he gets hit by the bus and explodes. That's kind of funny mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I thought it was like a, when I first saw that, I was like, what is this, a trauma film? Because it makes it kind of look like Toxie. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, it did look like Toxie. ripping off Toxie for, sure. for, for a second? I was, um, I was kind of hoping that it would just cut to his body reforming, like, throughout oh, the yeah. entire movie of him <laughs> just like, in, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like oh, he's coming back, and then yeah. and then uh, we get this like uh, super weird animated sequence for the like oh opening titles. Yeah. And part of me was like, oh, I mean, most of me was like, what the fuck is this? But the, part of me was also <laughs> like, uh, I was excited that this like scene that you guys apparently didn't have in your version of the movie that you guys watched last week with the down home. Uh, water truck yeah. going off to everything was like apparently becoming a major plot point in this movie. I was like, oh shit, like right. they continued this from mm-hmm. the first film and I thought that was kind of cool and uh, that was about it. <laughs> yeah, at first with the oh. animation, I was like, okay, they're like finding a way to show all this stuff really fast of how it spread around and at the end of the movie too, but then I realized like, no, it's probably just that they didn't have the time or money to shoot all these scenes, so they're like, let's get the cheapest animator person that we can find might be somewhere in between where it was a friend of the filmmaker or some kind or somebody that was like yeah. i can do it you know like let's do that and it could be cool like i don't think i it's somewhere between it being cool and it being completely cynical uh it, that's kind of the middle that i think that either way it's not great animation and the animation is flavored in such a way where it feels kind of adult swimmy but also just kind of juvenile and then just bad and it kind of gives it preps you for what's happening what's going to be coming up in the movie yeah it's funny um (laughs) there is uh i might reference it a few times throughout uh this (laughs) this evening but there's this awesome uh article from october 16th 2009 on uh coming soon.net that is uh all about the um you know, Ty West trying to take his name off uh, off this movie and how he was disappointed with it. Um, and it, it's cool because it has, like, uh, you know, statements from Ty West and statements from the producer of the film. And there's this interesting back and forth as to, like, whose fault is this bad movie? Um, but the producer says that, like, a, you know, 90% of what he shot is in the movie. It might not be cut the way he wanted. But she specifically mentions that... Uh, 
the animation is in there, and that's something that he wanted. Oh, yeah. So, oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know. you know, when the animation ends, we're at the high school. So, do you think that the opening shot of a random girl's butt in a skirt was something that he wanted? <laughs> Pro- probably. <laughs> probably. Okay. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I guess. I guess what I will say about the animation is like if this was shot in two thousand seven, like two thousand eight. Like, like that's before a lot of the American animation studios actually got founded, and there was not a lot of them. So, like, you're talking about webcomic times. And, like, so, mm-hmm. like, the, it's one of those things that we forget that, like, the, the past 10 years, like, there has been a renaissance in American animation, and the quality has gone completely off the rails in terms of how good it is now. And so it's right in that sweet spot of, like, it was actually probably pretty cool that it was happening at that time. Yeah. Uh, but they pulled yeah. someone right up off newgrounds.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Flash animation from Newgrounds. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, like, yeah. Someone, like, someone graduated animation from college university. And <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, Ryder Strong as well is not the only uh, actor from the first film to come back. We get, um, what's his name? Winston. Yeah. We get, Detroit Rock City Zone. Winston. <laughs> Deputy Winston Giuseppe Andrews is back, which is something that I definitely was not expecting. And he's back, like, <laughs> as one of the main through lines of the film. Very he's who's, yeah, he's someone there who is ostensibly the main character of the movie. And then by the third act, completely forgets what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh wait, uh, I'm in a Cheech and Chong movie trying to get out of town. Oh, oh wait, uh, this thing I'm trying to escape from. Sure, get in here. Anyway, yeah. we'll get to that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The, I have to say, one thing this movie did have over the first one is that, regardless of how you feel about what the tone is, at least there was one tone. Like it was ridiculous <laughs> from the beginning. It was, you know, not serious and just way out there and weird and like trying to be funny and stuff whereas the other one was kind of like it's serious now but here's a weird moment and now we're serious again or this one's just kind of like yeah fuck this you know like it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah it's weird um as much as it sounds like we everyone here pretty much hated the movie i did see multiple reviews of like the DVD when it came out and uh, the movie when it came out, people saying like, it's actually not that bad. So I don't know. <laughs> so this I don't is, know. I don't know. This is a movie I would have been terrified that I would have made if somebody gave me like a million dollars and a camera when I was like 15 and they were like, make a feature film. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and you were cutting it together and you're like, e, this is not looking good. I'm going <laughs> to blame it. On, I'm going to blame it on the, the producers or something. Yeah. Justin, I don't know if your version was better, but the TV TV one, I don't know if it was Tubi or my internet or what, but the sound levels were all over the damn place. Yes, this movie no, was not mixed. I had that issue. Oh, yeah. I was like, what mixed. are they saying? I can't hear it at all. And then the like music would be playing super loud and they'd be talking. I'm like, I can't even hear them. Oh, and yeah. then the next second they'd be super, they'd be really loud again. And it was just like all over the damn place. No, mine was like that too. It sounded like, um, yeah, it sounded like they did a bunch of like, we're just going to use the raw audio we filmed on set and hope it works. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and like, TV has no uh, closed captioning, so I couldn't even. Oh, like, see it what was they were it saying. was impossible to hear. It yeah. was so awful. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple scenes I had to stop. You know, since it's a DVD, you can't like 
it's so dumb, but those like the menus don't pop up while you're watching the movie. You have to go <laughs> back to the main menu, put on the subtitles, go back to the movie. Yeah. Um, but there were a couple scenes where I was like, "What did that nerdy kid say?" Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't. Oh, it does. It was probably something hateful. So. It oh yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, I was confused on the sashimi line. I was like, "Wait, what did he say?" <laughs> oh God! I don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. Shashimi, man. I can't even say it. Fuck it. I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so yeah, Ryder Strong gets hit by this bus. We see a bunch of... Uh, well, this is when we get Officer Winston introduced. And they're he like... Tells the, he tells the bus driver, don't worry about it, brah. Yeah, this is the movie where, <laughs> where they're like, we're going to continue that Twin Peaks feel from the yeah. first one. The, mo- the music's like, do-do-do-do-do. It's like the same fucking... Yeah. Like, yeah. That scene was very Twin peaks <laughs> yeah. And Yeah, you get the idea from Winston that, like... He's local police or something, but then there's these bigger police, I guess, that we saw at the end of the last movie that burned everything. And he's afraid of them for some reason instead of, like, wanting to help them, I guess. Yeah. They do make some reference, too, to a bunch of students being up at the cabin, like, asking questions or something at one point, but they never go back to... uh, They never reference the first movie again after that. I think that we can talk about one of the best... It usually only happens in horror movies, but one of the best sequel tropes is where they kill five minutes of screen time by showing you a synopsis of the previous film with footage from the previous film. Oh, yeah. But this one didn't do it. (laughs) Yes, it did. It did show. It? it did show oh, some clips. From oh, it, abso- it absolutely <laughs> showed five minutes of the pre- of of Cabin Fever one. I don't know if it was what? five minutes. No, I completely. Missed I don't that. think it was that long. Yeah, <laughs> They're like yeah, like they showed they showed them chopping them up and burning them down, and yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I what I was going to say too about Deputy Winston, I did enjoy that he seemed to have an actual badge this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last movie, it was just like printed on his jacket. Now he's got a real shiny one an upgrade good for him. yeah good for so him. like yeah, all and the kids are sick and then there's it's, then we go to a high school drama you get the idea from the fact that they burn and kill everybody in this high school that it's somehow contained to the high school or that the high school is the only place the water went but it, clearly that's not the case because there's this whole scene where he's at a diner where a bunch of people get infected also oh yeah right there's a weird callback to the pancakes no, the yeah. Easter Bunny's back in this movie. The Easter, the Easter Bunny. Bunny. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of weird stuff going on in this. Uh, it's very strange. Um, yeah, I don't know. what. what uh, Let's get to the plot of our uh, our main characters here. Yes. Whose names I don't remember. But, yeah, because uh, it's like Jad and Noah Segan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every high school student in this movie is in their mid-30s. Yep. <laughs> of course. Um... <laughs> Yeah, one of them is a normal dude who just wants to go on get like either go to prom with this girl he likes or watch a movie with his friends, and he doesn't know what's going to happen before the end of the day. This girl that he thinks is too stupid to realize that he's in love with her. Yeah, this movie. So this movie does two things, and <sighs> I'll talk about like so. There's a point where there's this girl that he's been idolizing. And he, uh, she's broken up with her boyfriend, and she, he asks her, "Hey, you just want to go to prom with me?" And she very politely tells him no, which was like, "Hey, that scene needs to happen in more movies." Where like that's fine, 
Right. But then, <laughs> late, like 10 minutes later in the movie, he just shouts at her. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's such a like, nice you guy, You don't even Tyler. know you're so dumb. Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, <laughs> shout at her until that she loves you. That's that's going to work. Like, <laughs> He says lots of, uh, you know, language that is very... Uh... Not okay. Not okay in that moment. It's very neggy. Yep. Yeah. He almost asked her to join him to destroy the First Order and the Rebellion. <laughs> yeah. uh, start a new society. But, uh, yeah, 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 it was real bad. <laughs> but, but literally 20 minutes earlier in the movie, she just very politely is like, you know what? I don't want to go. Like, and, and, it's, and he's like, okay, I'll go watch movies with my friends. And I'm like, that's actually a normal scene that should happen more in movies. Okay, we have to talk about his friends that are um, basically Justin inviting people to horror movie night, though. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to watch Bride of the Cannibals 2, director's cut? That's what they say. It's like it's supposed to be the craziest sequel ever or craziest movie ever. I did think that was kind of funny. But those characters were also really weird. They were. They were very weird. They were the after credits, Tyler. Yeah. Did you see that moment, mm-hmm. Tyler? <laughs> Tyler never watches the after credits. You didn't sit through the multiple awesome songs in the credits? Oh, wait, no. I feel like I fast forwarded through. Oh, I was thinking of the songs that you were going to play during this. <laughs> Classic Zaza uh, making it in there. I felt like I checked, but maybe I didn't. Well, at the end, it shows them watching the movie together, and they're like both under a blanket. And the kid turns to him and goes, "Prom blows." That's the well, that's one that I had to rewind and put the subtitles on because I was like, "What the fuck?" I is couldn't he hear even it. Saying? I was just like, "There they are." He says, "Prom blows." Yeah, I heard blows. some like mouthing, but that's about it. Which makes no sense. Why would he say that in that moment? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, <dumb. laughs> it's real. He doesn't know they all died. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be the only kids at graduation. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Even in this situation, they get graduation. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did like about the high school was like the uh, the art and set decoration because I did enjoy all the like glittery decorations for the disco under the sea or whatever, and the like um, the big octopus that was saying disco, disco, disco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, oh no, go ahead. At one point, he's, like, thrown into a classroom, and there's just, like, a huge, like, anatomical drawing of a penis on the entire whiteboard or a chalkboard, whatever. Um, Somebody took a lot of time to draw that. Yeah, it's funny. Um, You know, one of the things that uh, I would say the movie does well, (laughs) if I had to say one thing, um, is that, uh, I mean, watching, you know, Ty West's later filmography, uh, I think he does do a good job at like capturing a time period. Uh, and he was definitely going for like, you know, eighties kind of like eighties slasher. Like a lot of this movie is almost like, I mean, nobody in the movie is, it doesn't look like 2007 or 2009. They're all using like rotary phones at their home and stuff. Like, uh, I thought they did a good job of capturing that time period. And even the prom looks super like, something out of Carrie or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was like a big Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you want to call Mm -hmm. it a ripoff or an homage, but I think even the fact that they cast this tall, skinny, like white, Mm -hmm. big eyed girl that looks like Sissy Spacek. And Mm -hmm. then they Mm -hmm. dump blood all over her um, (laughs) in a white dress was kind of like, okay, like I get it. (laughs) Carrie, you know? (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely trying to be something that was not of 2009. And the way that you're watching it is like, holy shit, this was 2009. This is bad. Um, yeah, it looks like it's it looks like a fucking old, old movie. Yeah. Which I think was the goal here as well. So I so, think it was. And, yeah. I, and I think that that's kind of where the exploitation, I think that they thought that that would give them some cover to go a little bit more extreme. And it just failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Wow. And there's just like hateful things that really added nothing to yeah. the movie that didn't need to be there, like the uh, gay principal that is played for laughs and the teacher Hell with yeah. a cleft palate that they just yeah. make fun of for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's a really mean spirited movie in mm-hmm. a way that there is no redeeming. Like, there's nothing behind it. It's just mean-spirited to be mean-spirited. And I think that they thought that it was satire, and they thought that it was something that, like, we're doing this, but it was in a way where they didn't realize what those words meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. Um, the uh, I bought the... Uh, I regrettably bought the uh, DVD, and, you know, by some miracle, there's actually a behind-the-scenes featurette on there my god uh and it has yeah it has interviews with like the producer and a bunch of the actors and it is weird it is a very weird behind the scenes thing because a lot of people are like yeah like one the the actor who plays the principal is like all i can say is like there's some things you haven't seen in movies before in this movie (laughs) let's just leave it at that some surprising things like super awkwardly and uh it's, you know, they talk a lot about how gross it is, but, like, Noah Segan is like, oh, man, yeah, it's just so gross, but that's, like, why it's really funny, and oh, no, no. and I'm just, like, it's very weird. Like, they thought, I don't know, everyone thought it was going to be so funny, and I, I was just, like, I don't know who would think this was funny, but <laughs> not me. There's parts in the movie that are clearly supposed to be played for laughs, and it just goes over, like, like nothing. Yeah, like uh yeah. Yeah. Like the moment when uh John and his girlfriend finally kiss or the guy, girl who wants to be his girlfriend finally kiss at the end and there's that like goop that goes between them. Yeah. And like you're supposed to be like, "Oh, that's so funny. Look at how gross it is." But it's like Look at them. Look at that goop. It's also very strange like there's so many um there's a lot of like dead air in this movie. Where yeah. there's like, oh man, maybe there should be like music here or something. I don't know. These scenes are just really dry, and I don't know. It's uh, it's awkward, and the dialogue's not funny. Yeah, it's it's pretty mean spirited. It's pretty. It goes into like the teen, uh, like you know, high school. I don't even know what you would call it. <laughs> like it's not even a high school horror movie. Like there's not even really. Um, archetypical characters it's just everyone has cold sores yeah everyone (laughs) everyone is hateful and mean the thing okay so basically like when the problem starts happening right uh officer winston has found out that uh that it's in the water and he's trying to stop everything they've although we've seen writer strong infect the whole school bus what's really happening is that they've just made a punch bowl at the prom with the down home water 
also, but not just the water. But not just the water. Mm-hmm. Yes, because because the the janitor who hates all the kids because at one point one of the kids ran down a hallway and knocked over a banner. I guess <laughs> is the thing. And he's like these fucking kids. Like that's the only line. Yeah. Fucking kids. God damn. So he peed in the punch bowl. Um. Oh yeah, but you gotta explain how terrible that scene was. He didn't just. Oh I mean, please. He, oh please, go into the details he, he, for me. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna pee in this punch bowl and he starts peeing and like you see earlier that he's got some like boils on his mouth or something yep and he's peeing and then all of a sudden he's like uh, and then the pee like turns into blood and it's so fucking gross this was the moment where i was like i think i gotta turn this movie off maybe so for him blood comes out of his penis but the other guy like white goop comes out of his penis there's this movie of Character to pus ratio, pus wins. There's more pus in this movie than there are characters. <laughs> yeah, we see full frontal, gross, like rotting penis in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Well, the whole it. pus thing reminded me. I was just like looking, like, wait, does he have gonorrhea? Because uh, gonorrhea, when it's really severe infection form, that's why they call it the clap. Because back then, when it was so bad, you, you literally clap your penis to get the pus out. So I'm like, wait, <laughs> I'm like, it's reference to the when the woman gave him the blowjob or like the disease. I was like confused. I'm like, what is the epidemic? You like, what is the transmission for this thing? <sighs> How is that a thing that I've like I've never known that that was why it was called that? That and- is so sick. Well, luckily we have antibiotics now, and right. yes, there's multi-drug-resistant gonorrhea now, super gonorrhea, but luckily it hasn't been in the population for so long, so we can still treat it with antibiotics, but we don't have typically men running around with severe gonorrhea where they actually have to clap out the, the pus out of it. God, and I hope not. But 60 years ago, sure did. We sure did. <laughs> This is one of my favorite uh, chapters in uh, this book that I love that I cannot recommend enough right now. It's called Get Well Soon. It's about pandemics. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a whole chapter about how every famous person before 1910 that you've ever heard of probably had syphilis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yes. Yikes. Abe Lincoln, yes. syphilis. Everybody <laughs> had syphilis. Everybody did. Just don't, like, And they were probably losing their minds about it. That's that's probably yeah, yeah. true. Oh, God. Yeah, because it- because there, there's four forms of syphilis, and uh, usually tertiary syphilis is one that actually reaches your brain. So you get your first normal syphilis level one, which is like you get these uh, shankars on your penis or in your vulva area. You know, okay, we could treat it. But then if it starts spreading out, you get level two, which is all over your hands and feet. It looks like a rash. So, like, probably people walking around back in 60 years ago with rashes, and you're like, oh, what a weird looking rash. And I'm like, nope, that's syphilis. And then when it gets, starts getting <laughs> to higher levels, tertiary, and then like the final level, which is pretty much disseminated throughout your whole body, and it can start affecting your actual mental capability because it's pretty much like infecting your brain and like rotting it away in a sense. Oh, Jesus. This is like more simplistic forms, but yeah. That's why, you know, they had the whole like French whore disease, Italian whore disease, because a lot of these prostitutes had such like advanced levels of infection that that's why they kind of like would have that raspy voice because it would affect their throats affect their head you know like you just started like kind of losing it 
And we, do, do, I don't need an exact year, but like, when did mm-hmm. we have a treatment for this? It was it was not as uh, long ago as you would think. Yeah, it's because what syphilis you could treat was so like certain antibiotics, but uh, depending what level you're in, if you're at the first and second level, you could treat it. But once you start getting disseminated syphilis, it becomes harder to treat. And right. not to and mention, s- yeah, not to mention the whole, um, if you're a woman and you're pregnant and you give birth to a child, you could pass syphilis to your, uh, to your child mm. as you're giving birth. So it, it, it's a really long, complicated disease that has a lot of ramifications, which by the way, uh, <laughs> California is lucky because we're getting a high, uh, high incidence of syphilis now. Oh, lucky. Oh, good for us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Fresno County has a high, uh, prevalence of syphilis. Orange County has a high preference of, of <laughs> now. Oh, no. So now they're really aggressively trying to fight that off. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can imagine, before penicillin, uh, you were you were just going to, if you lived long enough, you'd make it to fourth, to, to the to those fourth later level. stages. Yeah. yeah, you'd make it there. You just would. <laughs> yeah. Great. Get your shit together, California. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, after the penis situation <laughs> the main character sees a bunch of science books that and they like focus in on the word amputation <laughs> and so like he somehow gets it on his arm just what from being around his friend i guess i, I, I have to interject here because i love the idea of just like so after the penis situation there was utopia everyone was good yeah <laughs> only. yeah it was like after that after that whole thing was done, then yeah, it was all fine. You can't spell amputation without utopia. Yeah. I think. yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> let's let's go with that. Yeah, I guess he just got it. I don't know. Yeah, he just got it. And then he was like, Oh, better cut my arm off. Like the amount of time between like discovering that and when he's making her cut his arm off and like the fact that she agrees to it, but then doesn't protect herself in any way from the splatter is just like, yeah, so I was, yeah, no. was no part of this movie where I was like, I need this to take longer. <laughs> yeah. However, the part where he was infected and then decided to chop off his hand could have used a little bit more story development. Yeah. I think he was insinuating he got it from his friend. He kept, tending to his friend i'm like stop yeah. tending to someone who's that sick leave him alone they're a lost cause at this point yeah do not get bodily fluids on yourself no we were talking about that in the last movie like the guy who was like don't get near me i have i died i don't want to get sick i don't get sick and just drank beer the whole time it's like he was kind of right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and, yeah well like i said the transmission rate for this thing is such a mess that like Right. In the sense yeah. that guy was correct, he's like, don't touch me. He's like, yeah, he's like, kind of doing something correct. <laughs> but like, there hasn't been any evidence up until this point of anyone getting it just from being touched, like, on the outside. You know, like, unless yeah. he touched him and then he, like, licked his arm or something. Like, I don't understand how this guy got it. And she didn't have it at all, from what I could tell, until then she freaking drinks his blood in the amputation scene and then they make out for no reason. Like... <laughs> So stupid. Yeah. Yeah, but by that time you'd cut it off, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally how it oil. works. And then she just puts a blowtorch to it, and he's fine. Yeah, and, and yeah, she yeah, sur- you know she survives a hammer to the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, totally fine. I I love that. Uh, 
There's that scene. Her boyfriend is total psychopath in this movie. Um, and there's that scene where he's like trying to convince them to let him into the library. <laughs> and yeah, you know, instead I, of like, while he, while he brains somebody. Exactly. I'm like, instead, oh, of, yeah. instead of being like, I'm totally normal. Just please let me in. He like goes fucking insane on this other dude for no reason. Uh, and just like totally squishes his face in. My and roommates like, were like half watching this sort of while I was watching it. And they were like, when he killed that guy, they were like, wait, who is that guy? And I'm like, no one. Like, hey, it's no one. Just a random guy that he killed for no reason. Yeah, that scene was super weird because it like it was him. It looked like in the scene, it looked like he was trying to hide some other person off camera because every once in a while, like some arms would come out like and he would push him to the side. And I was like, what's going on in this scene? Um, but uh yeah, he sh- he follows them to the wood shop, and then we get to hear uh, Noah Segan's amazing scream. That I was like, <laughs> I'm like, his scream was so weird uh, in this moment because he's screaming bloody murder, but it doesn't seem like much is going on. Like the guy's on top of him, but he's like, <laughs> and I, to the point where I thought it was the girl screaming, but apparently it wasn't. Dude, it get, was a, dude gets a nail gun weird. to the head though. <laughs> I thought they were trying to insinuate poorly that the virus causes someone who's already aggressive even more aggressive, but I'm like, that's even over, you know, that's me overreaching because I'm trying to think of this like with my scientific, you know, microbiologist hat on. Yeah. I'm watching this one, I'm like, I could see why they're trying to do that, but like they did a really poor job of trying to do that. Because <laughs> there are certain viruses that can cause aggression in people, like rabies, but it doesn't cause that type of super aggressive behavior where you start braining people in the hallway. I did also mildly enjoy the scene where everyone's just throwing up blood in the prom. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, it just gets like really bad. And people are like, you know, in those, like, you know, uh, those wooden cutouts where they're taking their photos and they're throwing up through those and people are just getting puked on left and right. And, uh, <laughs> that was mildly enjoyable, but, um, other than that, no. what what I what I feel like is unfortunate with this movie um, is I mean a lot of things, but the I think that the basic premise of this movie could have been really good. Uh, I mean, I like the change of venue uh, and situation in this, and like the fact that uh, I mean we haven't talked about it, but like some sort of shady government agency shows up and like starts killing people and locking things down. Like that's kind of a cool idea for this, like to expand this franchise out a bit, but. Uh, the way it's all executed is really uh, not not good. <laughs> There's no cabin. Oh yeah, that's true. No cabin. But but know. Dudu has a t- form of cabin fever. Yeah, <laughs> he walked up so. in cabin the gym. fever, spring fever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're more focused on the spring, spring part of it. Cabin yeah. fever. <laughs> and then like the movie basically ends. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get like an entire another act at the strip club with the character uh, we have not seen since the beginning yeah, of the yeah. movie. Yeah, this this was so weird. I thought for sure, like, so so I don't remember the main character's name, but her name is, uh, the character's name is Cassie. Cassie? She, yeah, Cassie. She like runs away while Noah Segan is getting killed by the CDC or whoever it is. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, um, she runs into Winston, of course, who's in, uh, you know, a van with his friend and she gets in and they drive off and you see like that the guys in the hazmat suits just missed him. And then they phase to black and you're like, this is the end. 
And then, yeah, this totally unrelated, basically, epilogue happens to the point where I was like, I was certain that, like, oh, I got the unrated uh, DVD. This must be some, like, extra thing. It's so weird. Like, there's no way this is actually part of the movie. (laughs) But apparently it is part of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real gross. So um, gross. There's, there's the, the, it's really gross. And Unbelievably gross. I don't understand is all the middle-aged men that are actors in yes. this movie that are like, like there's a point where like she reveals her breasts and they're all pussy and awful and they're like still good and like like the, like, <laughs> um, the, yeah, like, who... the, like like there's there are cutaways of actors saying things that are not funny nor are they jokes nor are they even lines of of just pure evil yeah basically like <laughs> being like oh i i wish she was 16 that'd be awesome like uh, like who is it, gonna say that stuff live on camera yeah for I, eternity? Think I think that the idea of it is them trying to say strip clubs are gross but what comes out is that the director was like strip clubs well uh, apparently so not like according to uh that article i was talking about um before um let me Put up the um, let me bring it up here. Uh, apparently, that that is that like epilogue moment is like something that he uh, Ty West says he was not involved with. That and oh. the, that, that and the final yeah. animated sequence that we get at the end. So hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure if someone thought this was so friggin' hilarious or what. But I yeah I don't know. It's just. It makes no sense. It makes no sense in the plot of the movie. It doesn't make any sense that, I mean, like, if she's in high school, like, I guess potentially she's 18. Yeah. Like, recent, very recently? Yeah. she's working at a strip club? Well, I mean, like, they're obviously implying that she, you know, is getting a job there even though she's not 18, which I suppose is possible and, you know... Well, no, I mean, no, no, she, back, no if, yeah. if they're graduating senior year, like, I, I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, unfortunately, Garvey on Vegas, uh, <laughs> there is some overlap there, but they're not making that clear and it's gross and it's weird. It's just really bad because the scene, you know, you keep thinking like, oh, it's the movies, the movie's done, please. <laughs> and then it just keeps going. <laughs> it keeps getting like more degrading and awful further. And awful, also like the only people stops. that seem to have any sense at all. They weren't great either, but the only people that seemed to have any sense were the two Mexican guys. And even though they didn't even touch the girl, they still got the disease too. Yeah, but they still, even after she like throws up and is dying, basically they they say something like about how like, oh well, you shouldn't throw away an apple if just if it has one brown spot on it or something. Well, and and yeah. it's still like, yeah, what the that line. fuck? Why do they have to keep making it worse? <laughs> and then yeah, and then it ends with like this another dumb animated sequence where you see like what happened to all the people at the end. I guess like who cares? The two Mexican guys went to Mexico. What else? What else happened? The truck, the truck driver threw his urine at some like convertible or something. Oh yeah, yeah. The one, yeah. the one business dude went to work and left his finger in some like the jelly bean jar, yeah, mm-hmm. some M&Ms or something. Oh right. Okay. So let's talk about when Winston goes to the fucking water plant, I guess, and Judah Freelanders there from Thirty Rock. Oh, but he's also horrible. He's super gross too. Oh, yeah. he's he's the oh, worst. Yeah. 
And then, uh, so he's trying to tell them, like, this is fucked up. Like, we got to stop the water, whatever it is. And then he meets up with his buddy, and they're driving in a van. And then the sissy SpaceX stand-in is the only person who escapes from the dance. And then they run out to the, the – she runs out to the street, and Officer Winston is the one who picks her up. He knows exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. And he sees a girl covered in blood, and he's like, yeah, get the fuck in here. Get in this van. I know, which, which like, at, at one part is like, that makes no sense for this story. But at the same time, but it's the like... the only thing that guy cares about is underage girls, yes. if you remember. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the way he acts for every situation he's in. He's like, yeah, man, don't worry about it. It was a moose. Like, whatever. <laughs> he always is, like, minimizing whatever is happening. Like, right, but they're killing... Cool, like, he killed a man, did he not? Winston? I mean, he knew. I mean, I guess that like, he didn't think the guy was going to get shot, but he, he didn't knew, actually like, some kill bad, him. Some bad shit was going to happen. He didn't kill him. Yeah, he didn't kill him though. He just like yeah. He just like got out of there because he was smart enough to leave or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, but like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. He didn't he shoot. Just, he didn't actually happen, shoot though. that dude. Like he was, like, he was not totally. He was like, he'll be fine. Yeah. And that terrible sashimi line popped in. Like, yeah. oh, you get all that great. Yeah. You know, pussy. Ugh. You know, the sashimi kind. It's like, ugh. <laughs> he also was like, you know, he might not have in that moment thought that that guy was going to get shot to death. <laughs> yeah. He might have been like, you're going to get arrested. Ha ha. But I don't know. You know, whatever. So Who cares? Why way. are we arguing about this? <laughs> yeah. So, Leslie, what, yes. what, thing, uh, what elements have we not touched upon yet that are either um, actually scientifically accurate or horrifyingly uh, inaccurate? Let's see. Um, well, the interesting thing is how they're basically saying this hemorrhagic type of fever can be transmitted through water. Water viruses, you know, viruses that can be transmitted through water are usually different and they don't cause hemorrhagic fevers. These are the ones that will give you like gastrointestinal issues. Uh. So like your neuroviruses, your astroviruses, pretty much anything that'll make you crap your pants is transmitted through water. <laughs> what if the and whole so- prom had just erupted into diarrhea? Instead yeah, I'm of, surprised. Uh, uh, yeah, instead of bleeding to death, they should have just been shitting themselves to death. That would make more sense. <laughs> or gotten a bad case of polio. Okay. Because <laughs> polio can also be transmitted through water, like huh. contaminated water. The explosive diarrhea, that might have been funnier. Yeah, that Maybe. actually the, it yeah, would have definitely been funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I guess the only interesting thing is how they kind poorly hinted at that body fluids, like you know, spit, saliva, blood, is a transmission mechanism. But the way that they kind of had a close contact and it's an instant, like you know, rash on the guy's arm was really bizarre. I was like, no, guys, it takes a while. So I guess when uh, the low rent version of Christian Slater, the main character guy, gets it from his friend, I'm like, oh, I guess he must have gotten it from like picking up his like you know body fluids and might might have gotten it, like fell in his eye when he kept getting splashed by his friend's like body fluids and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. Oh man. So, so Tyler, do you have a rating? Oh God. Um, <laughs> no. No, no there, there should be no. There's nothing above a zero. You have, this movie. you have to give it. You have to give us something. Okay, hold on. Give me a second. The fans demand it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. Uh, oh, I'm now blanking on it. What is the movie that our horror movie friends wanted to watch? Uh, oh, Cannibal 
Cannibal Bride? Uh, Bride of the Cannibals 2, I think it was. How many DVD <laughs> Oh, Bride of the of... Cannibal Dance or something like yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> Bride of the Cannibals 2, which you give. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Cabin Fever. Spring Fever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of want to say zero, but then I also kind of want to say one, because I feel like... It's from it one to ten. <laughs> was a movie... I don't know. Like, I feel like I have to reserve zero for something that is like, Elis, you know, this is the worst movie we've ever watched. It's if there pretty was bad. ever a it's zero, this is a zero. Uh, no, no, no. Meatballs th- three is a zero. I- I'll give this one at least a one because I think it like you can at least see like the seeds of some things that went on for Ty West to make the movies that he makes that we actually do like later on. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And this was before all of that and everything. And so, and if you're just there for like the gross out horror movie stuff, I mean, it's there. It's gross. The effects are, are all right, you know, like, and then just, but yeah, the acting was horrible. The sound was awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's real bad. But it's not a zero. I, I say one copy of Bride of the <laughs> Uh I'm gonna say one copy of Bride of the Camels too as well. Um, just because, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I believe that our scale goes to zero or not. But you can give it a zero if you want, Tyler. Um, uh, I yeah, this movie's not good, and uh, I think it was interesting of the producers to. Hire Ty West, and I think that uh, whatever they wanted him to do, like they, it didn't happen. <laughs> and then there was some fighting, you know, in post production, and it didn't work out. But what I did, uh, what I thought was interesting is I was like, this movie, you know, gives me hope for, uh, you know, any endeavor that you know I might do, where it's like, hey, you can totally fuck up a movie like real bad. And then go off and have like a successful career where people are like, yeah, well, nobody excited about know about it. Yeah. Yeah. People could be excited <laughs> about the next thing. And like, you'll have a really buzzy career going forward. Even if you totally fucked up this movie in your past or, you know, this, this, uh, yeah, this really bad movie that, uh, doesn't reflect, I don't feel like reflects the rest of his career. Um, so I that, thought, I thought that was kind of interesting to think about while I was watching this, but, um, yeah, I would never watch it again. Justin, yeah. what's the name of the like Jonestown one that he made? Like the cult, oh, the sacrament. Yeah, whatever that movie was. Like I loved that one. Like that one was great. It's great. Like I can't even believe it's the same guy, other than the puking. I'm like, okay, I remember the puking. Sorry, and in the Valley oh, no, of Violence, worry. like I, so many good movies. Oh yeah, I love in the Valley of Violence. I I think that that this movie. I don't know if our scale goes to zero but i am going to give it a zero because i do feel like that there is intent to the nastiness of this movie and what i hope and when i'm when i'm saying that i think that this was maybe a learning experience for ty west and i Mm -hmm. think that there's something to be said about making something that is on your base instincts and and you think that this and that and uh this high school setting when you're close to that as uh you know, you probably wasn't too far removed from high school. <laughs> um, there's some real nastiness and there's some real intent in this movie uh, that I kind of can't 
sidestep in a way that there's no message behind it. There's nothing beyond just trying to like make people look silly and make people look bad. And they have like actors that I actually like in most of those roles. Mm -hmm. And I think that whether that's from a toxic relationship between the producers and the director, I don't know. Uh, I will say that it's what happens when you try to sequelize something from a movie that was kind of unquantifiable, like we're, we're kind of on the fence of like what Eli Roth was trying to do. Was it, you know, uh, we, we had our opinions watching it in 2020. It was like, eh, like, I don't think it was as wise or intellectual as maybe people thought it was in 2002. But uh, the producers of this movie definitely thought the things that were successful about Cabin Fever were the gross out humor, the disrespect of everyone and everything else. And that is evident in this movie in a way that is very difficult to watch. Yeah. Sorry for laughing. I it just with the way you said it, I thought you were going to say disrespect of women, and then you said disrespect of everyone, and it's like <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Really disrespect. Oh no! Oh no! That, this yeah. this movie does disrespect women in a way that is. Uh, it's like yeah. Every chance uh-huh. the movie gets to be mean, it takes for sure. Yep. How about you, Leslie? Let's see. Okay, as a as like just watching it as like a movie fan person, I would give it like a one because as you mentioned, it did have the gore and the violence. If you're into that, I feel like the way whoever wrote this, or the winner came up with this concept was like, it's almost like a reflection of some like very angry feelings he had. And they didn't know how to properly channel that in a healthy way. So mm. it's kind of like exploded everywhere. So like, it's really weird mixed messages about like, Women are terrible, but I want them, but I idolize them, but, you know, they're terrible, and then high school sucks, and, like, prom is everything, but I hate it, bro. So need some good talk therapy to kind of get this out mm-hmm. out of their system. That's why I felt like it's, like, a very raw, like, emotional, you know, what they're trying to, like, express, but it just came out really badly. And as for the scientific aspect, I'll give it a 0.5. Because <laughs> <laughs> they got, like, two things that were, like, kind of okay. Like, yes, you can't get diseases from contaminated water. Maybe not that fashion, but, yeah, they kind of get that linked a little bit. And also the fact that they mentioned necrotizing fasciitis and how that could be a potential <laughs> vehicle for infection, but not that type of crazy type of infection. Also, necrotizing fasciitis is usually caused by bacterial infection, not viruses. So they got the whole, you know, <laughs> types of infections wrong too. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're like, it looks like it came from a real book. That's <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. I do love the idea that they're like, let's lock everyone in the high school, and then uh, we can't kill anybody on the outside, but we'll kill indiscriminately on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little strange. So what do we have next, Justin? Oh, oh boy. There's more Cabin Fever, you guys. <laughs> next up, we have a movie called Cabin Fever Patient Zero. 
So uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's a prequel based on that title. <laughs> uh, it's about how I have zero patience for this. <laughs> <laughs> patience equals zero. <laughs> they mixed up. It's cabin fever patience zero. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, maybe you should have saved your zero score for patient zero. You don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> God, I hope not. Oh, fuck. I do actually, though, hope that it is a prequel and then it shows an understanding of what that term means because I have a feeling that <laughs> what it's going to be is just that same girl and they're going to say she's patient zero for a new wave of infection and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, it's, not like it's not what it is. I mean, but, I, you know, I, yeah, I guess we can see where it started. Yeah, I, It's like a weird like backdoor uh, like crossover between the piranha franchise <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i think uh, i think it'll likely just disregard everything and start over from from the beginning for whatever it could, reason. It could. <laughs> but with another boy meets world cast member <gasps> <gasps> that would be fun well leslie thanks for being here with us thank you so much for enduring and this. like we said before we started recording yeah we we're so sorry <laughs> okay. you know what at this point it's okay to have a little gross out horror comedy stuff because we're currently living in a really strange time you know it's just interesting how people imagine pandemics and like especially like in like those uh i don't know if you guys heard of the ios game patient uh uh what is it called ink yeah plague ink and i played it all the time yeah and they're like, oh, I could, you know, it's going to, you know, disrupt everything. And it's going to be like horror and chaos and zombie type of things. Like, no, it's a little more sad and depressing than that. And we're just locked in our in our homes and, you know, keeping social distance. Here's the thing that I want to say as a podcast that we enjoy and and just as a, a, a fun thing for people who are listening at home. The idea that we can stream anything that we'd like, like if we were even 10 years ago of like, we had to go to a blockbuster to watch a new movie or mm. whatever it is. Like we're so lucky that we can watch like, that. We have the privilege of watching this movie that we all universally hated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and in this time of a global <laughs> pandemic mm-hmm. in a time where, where, you know, it's a miracle that we can watch this movie and talk about it and be together. And I love that. I love that idea of it. I was thinking about this. It's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, if I had to go to blockbuster and rent a VH, like I would just be stuck with whatever movies I had. Yeah. Yeah. And we are lucky, lucky not to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're using our time wisely. Yeah. So Leslie, um, you took the time out of your uh, busy work schedule to do watch this movie and be here with us. So uh, if you could tell our listening public one thing, what is the thing that you want people to know about COVID-19 and everything that's been happening? Let's see. Well, there's a few things depending what subject wanna, I should cover. Let's see. Um, COVID-19 is a scary virus. It's not going to kill anyone who's like in a healthier population. This is more an issue for older, vulnerable populations, people with immunocompromised systems, people with uh, people who are like morbidly obese, people who are older, just anything who uh, asthma, anything like that. So the reason why social distancing is a good thing, I know people, I know in Orange County, there's a whole <laughs> protest that they had, and they're like, "Oh, you can't tell us what to do." It's like 
that's not the point. More like Syphilis like... County, right? Sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Syphilis County. <laughs> <laughs> it's all out there. If you guys don't believe me, just Google syphilis rates in California. It's also re- it's also syphilis rates also related to the m- amount of meth use in counties. Also, mm. so there's that little thing, that little n- nugget of knowledge. So avoid Palmdale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Palmdale. Yeah. So uh, the reason why social distancing is a good aspect just because, you know, I'm assuming most of the listeners here are usually like, you know, 20s, 30s, you know, healthier population. It's the older people who are going to get infected. And those are the ones who are going to unfortunately end up in the hospitals and might cause like a basically horrible, like clog of the system and just occupy all the hospitals like they did, like what happened in Italy. So we're doing it more for our older generation for their safety. Of course, our safety too, because we have some young people who can get it and it can't go wrong. But like, this is not Spanish flu wise where it's killing young, healthy adults. But we need to be conscious of this because it is a virus and it can easily mutate into something we cannot control. So please, everyone, just be patient. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Please don't wear gloves in public, but please keep your fat, your masks on your face. Wearing gloves in public is really gross. Don't do that. It's, it can cause more damage than good. People are touching everything and not and being sloppy with it. Also, um, just you know, if you know any type of healthcare worker or anything, just you know, there it's been a rough couple of months. Be patient with them. You know, you don't have to tell them like, oh, you're so great, amazing hero. Just you know, just be like, thanks. You know, type of thing. It'll be. You know, it's always good to know that people kind of like, hey, we appreciate your work. You know, thanks for doing what you do type of thing um let's see what else also uh the big thing is um it will slowly pass it's going to take a couple more maybe months or weeks just be patient with the whole system because we're we just want to make sure that we know what we're looking at and it does not change on us because that's the big thing is they're afraid of any type of virus transmission that might turn into something else. That's a big one because we get the mutation rate of the virus, but we don't know how quickly it's going to mutate. Mm. Well, Leslie, you on the lab side, we appreciate your uh-huh. service yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. and we appreciate you being here and, uh, you know, taking a break to have some fun with us and watch this movie. Oh, yes. It was a wonderful break. I needed it's been <laughs> long days at the lab, you know, Totally. Dealing with, dealing with multiple outbreaks in skilled nursing facility areas that can be very depressing on one's mind when you look at the stack Aww. of paperwork and then they'll just look into patients' ages and stuff. But this is kind of like, ha, 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 you know, angry man. <laughs> well, you know, angry man and angry against the world. I can deal with that right now. Yeah, I can, okay. I can deal with a fake virus that has imaginary transmission vectors. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that has makes no sense. But yeah, know, whatever. It looks like someone just read like a general textbook about like ways you could get different like uh, infections and yeah, all of them. It together. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, anyways, so uh, those of you listening, for any questions or comments about this episode or the podcast in general, you can send us an email sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on twitter instagram and facebook at sequelrights we're also in the process of getting the whole back catalog and staying current with new episodes up on youtube and facebook video 
And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you get the chance. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening along with us uh, during this whole time. Uh, if there is a franchise that you particularly like or some episodes that you particularly like, we would love if you shared them on social media. That would be just as good. Thank you very much. Yeah, and thanks again to Leslie for being here with us. Uh, we'll see you guys next week when we all get to meet Patient Zero.